All right, I would like to take our text tonight from the book of Philippians, chapter 1 still. I tried to get through Philippians, but couldn't get through the first chapter yet, if you were here a couple weeks ago. Okay, so Philippians 1, 12 through 18. But I would, ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happen unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confidence by my bonds, are more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I dare in do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Yeah, the, the first, um, again, first couple of weeks ago, uh, the, the first maybe 11, 9 verses, uh, Paul was showing his affection to the saints in Philippi, you know, and they were, he said he was thinking about them, uh, he had them in his mind, in his heart, and his prayer, he's praying for them. So now in this section of the letter, he was assuring them and giving them confidence that, hey, though I am in bond, don't worry about it, don't worry about me. It's for the furtherance of the gospel. It's for Christ's purpose. It's for the glory of God. So, and uh, so basically, Paul was showing the goodness and wisdom of God to the saint there at Philippi, and he was talking about uh, being bound and in prison. You know, so tonight, yeah, I'd like to speak a little bit about being bounded or bond, and I'm not talking about bounded in uh, sin. Uh, only Jesus Christ can break that bound if you live a life of sin. So before everybody nod off, you know, I'll tell you that now. The only way that you can break that bond, the chain uh, of sin, is through the blood of Jesus Christ. And for those who are listening out there too. So tonight, you know, when I was reading this, when I was talking about, you know, when Paul was talking about being bond uh, as a prisoner, as a reading about that, you know, as with Peter, it's amazing back then, uh, when he was in prison, when he was in chains, uh, he wasn't just being in prison. He was in chain with a guard to him 24-7. Well, basically, they have a shift every six hours. So every six hours, he was chained to somebody uh, you know, at that time. And then six hours, somebody would come to replace uh, that guard, and they would chain him to Paul and... Six hours later, it changed. And can you imagine? Now, I kind of understand a little bit or start to understand. He said, well, this is a great opportunity because when these guards are chained to him, you know, the saints in Philippi come to visit him. So what would they talk about? Of course, Jesus Christ, how to get saved. And, of course, Paul prayed without ceasing all the time. So these guards who are chained to him... It, get to witness this. They see him praying 
uh, encouraging the saint and writing letter of encouragement and how to live a life that is holy and glorifying to God. So I can assume and see that some of these guards probably seen it, heard his testimony, hear what Paul was doing. I'm sure some of them are, are safe or at least hear about the gospel, get the opportunity to hear about the gospel or hear about who Jesus Christ is. And yeah, that is an encouraging. So that's why Paul was telling the, 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 the saint there said, you know, hey, don't worry about a shirt. This is a good thing because I get to witness to all these people and to, you know, the inner court of um, the, the Roman Empire at that time, too, when he's uh, going to be tried. So tonight, let me ask you that. You know, again, I'm not talking about be bound in sin. What are we bound to tonight? Oh, what? Uh, is chain, what are we chained to in this stage of life? You know, when you're young folks now, you have school. You're probably bound by school obligation. And as you hear tonight, or in the prayer room, there's a lot of our saints that are bound by health issue that need to be healed. And I'm sure some of us are bound by unhealthy relationships that need to be broken or uh, family issues especially if you have a big family I'm sure there's a little bit of thing here and there I'm sure maybe not you guys yeah but uh, are we bound by that but Paul is encouraging us here whatever situation we are in what we are bound in it's an opportunity for us to be a witness for that situation or for that person. If we have the single-minded focus like Paul did, everything that I do is for the glory of Christ. If we think that the situation, let's say, example, if I'm in a bad situation or friendship relationship, my goal should be to focus the soul of that person, you know, the soul of that person is more important than how I should be feeling or how my feeling should be hurt or it should be catered to. No, I believe, you know, Christy and I talk about this. The, the, the soul of that person is more important to the kingdom of God. It's more important that they get to go a chance to go to heaven than to try to justify that, no, I'm right. We don't have to be right all the time. The only thing we need to know is that, you know, Christ is our foundation. Christ is our Savior. His grace will be sufficient for us. That's what I got out of this time when uh, Paul was talking about bound and uh, in situation. I have another illustration here. Uh, if you ever follow up, you know, when I was uh, in school and college there, I uh, went to, after the third summer, well, First summer, I went to do the cell book. I'm in Texas there. I didn't want to go. Second summer, decided to go back and up in Pennsylvania. Now, the third summer, uh, that, that was the toughest one. I pray and pray, Lord, I, I don't want to go back. But the Lord keep saying, you know, you have to go. Uh, you know, I, I went through the year of training, even at least just to be a witness to people, uh, the, the group there on campus. And I said, Lord, I don't want to go. I'm so tired. It, it's I need to focus on school. I can't be gone for the summer. And I know you're going to send me to Texas again. And 
you know, why would you want to go to, why would anybody want to go to Texas during the summer? I mean, it's like a ghost town during the summer there. You don't see anybody outside, not until 9, 10 o'clock at night. You see tumbleweed blowing by, that's it. But sure enough, so I, Lord, you know, I want to follow the Lord's will. There I was committed. I, I, I love to read and pray to the Lord. I know His will for my life. I want to serve Him all my life. I made that commitment when I was, you know, freshman year or out of high school there. So, um, end up going. So, fine, of course, sure enough, after the, the week of meeting training in Tennessee, I get to Texas. Here I go, you know. And, um, but you know what? When I got there, uh, I'm thankful that I get to go because every Sunday I was able to lead to do at least a devotion, read the Bible, and pray with those who come, you know, at least 20 people that probably never heard the gospel before. I know a lot of those never heard of the gospel before. And that was enough for me. And that was enough reason that God, uh, that I, I chose to follow his will. And also, again, I was able to, again, I had two room, roommates that, that from California there, from a university in California there, that I was able, again, to share the gospel, to, to tell him who I, what I believe in and why I believe in, stuff like that, you know. I don't know what their decision is, but at least that's between them and the Lord. And I was able to have the opportunity to share the gospel with uh, to those guys there. So, again, what we are bound with, it's an opportunity for us to share the gospel or to be a witness or to be an encouragement for the situation or for the person that we are bound by or whatever the circumstances. And just remember, I know it's not easy. Sometimes certain situations are tougher than others. Some last longer than others. But I believe God's grace is sufficient. It's more than sufficient for any of us. Yeah, I was thinking that looking now, man, I didn't realize, I, I'm starting, looking at my kids, I, I'm old now, you know, I was just thinking today, back when I was, well, it's just even a few years ago, looking at people who's in their 40, 50, say, wow, they're old, but now I'm, I'm old. Now, see, I realize if I last this long, God can keep me longer. That was one uh, encouraging thing uh, last Tuesday, you know, Brother Earl and Sister Sylvia, they were one of my first pastors when I came to a church in Tacoma, and they're going on 70, well, 72 plus year of being saved. I mean, that's amazing. If God keeps them, he can keep any of us if we want to serve him, if we want to please him. Look at them. Every time I see them in church, our brother Nolan and sister Joan, it encourages me. God keeps them. God can keep any of us or anybody out there listening if we want to. So, and that was a, the, the next part here, Philippians 1.14. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confidence by my bond, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. As an example, again, Brother Earl and Sister Philip, seeing them, it gives me confidence. I Hopefully it gives you confidence to stay strong, to stay focused in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Also, it also encourages me, again, talking about Tacoma again, uh, all the men, uh, the women, the people there that are serving the Lord, still serving the Lord. You know, that some example, again, Brother Bob Bishop, he was my first Sunday school, high school teacher also. 
and to see him doing the work of the Lord. And Greg, preaching Friday night, he was my Sunday school kid. That's why I realized that I'm, oh, yeah, he's preaching. And then I'm the, uh, Greg Bishop there and his family. And, and it's amazing. And Brother Gary Bertram, you know, uh, I hear him preaching since he in Tacoma. It's always on fire for the Lord when you hear him preach during camp meeting or anywhere. He's still the same. He's still on fire, still love the Lord, him and his wife. That has to encourage yeah, any of us, uh, me, again, I wasn't raised up in the uh, uh, Christian home. I came you know, from a, a different background, a different belief. And to see that, to see that God is faithful for those you know, who loves him, it, it encouraged me. I, I can only hope that uh, I can stay faithful and be an example for my children to follow, that they would uh, keep on following Christ. So, again, that's why I appreciate a lot of uh, saints here, uh, the, when I see them you know, at church or, or prayer, it encouraged me, and hopefully, again, it encouraged everybody to stay strong and stay focused in one another. But, you know, same as Paul uh, in the Philippians fifteen sixteen, it says, Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my bonds. You know, um, when I read that part, I said, man, it's amazing. How can somebody be jealous of somebody else or be envious or try to cause trouble for somebody who's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to another person? And this is people within the church, people that he knows or people that uh, know him. We have that here too, and that's why. And Paul reminds us we have to be careful too. We uh, we all have critics, also, right? As uh, Greg Bishop was talking about, beside those who try to make us look bad, to, to try to make us stumble, but we have the enemy of our soul, yeah, the devil, and he is here to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He will try to kill your ministry. You know, whatever ministry, you know, in Sunday school, being usher, anything in the church, in music, in uh, orchestra and all that, those are your ministry, your testimony. You know, he will try to um, steal your testimony. Don't allow him. We have to stay strong. We have to stay focused. Everything that's in our situation, God is in control. We just have to allow him. Yeah. And he will try to destroy our lives. He does. That is his job. But... God is greater, God is bigger than him. So, and God is faithful, and he won't let, allow that to happen if we abide in him. Only when we step out of his will that that will happen when we try to do it on our own. And I've seen many people, friends, family, who try to do it on their own. You, know, you will fail because the devil has been at this longer than you and I will ever have on trying to break people down we cannot do it on our own strength only through the strength of jesus christ that uh, can um, we overcome anything that he throws at us yeah we have we might have to endure a bit longer but god yeah will provide us with strength and uh god will break the bond when it accomplishes his will when things happen I'll give you another illustration. When I was in the Tacoma, uh, talking about when when we accomplish and when we do what he called us to do, he will release a 
you know, encourage us and break us from that uh, situation. Uh, when I was in Tacoma, I was working for a financial company. I uh, commute all the way to Bremerton, which is about an hour away across the bridge there, the Narrows Bridge. I, I love the drive. In the morning, it's so blue, uh, beautiful, the sunrise. I would just, through the whole time, I would just pray and talk to the Lord all the way there. And then on the way back, I was going against traffic also, and I get kind of see the sunset. And again, I would just give God the glory and praise all the way home. And that's what uh, kept me uh, faithful and strong. So after about close to a year, I prayed that, uh, hey, I would prefer, uh, Lord, I'd like to move to uh, a branch closer to home, which is in Parkland, in Tacoma there. And um, so, yeah, I pray about it because it was almost my time of training to be certified to, to be a manager, to uh, certified to be, you know, become a manager anyway. So I pray about it. And uh, and I said, Lord, uh, I don't want to go to that uh, other Tacoma branch. I shouldn't say that. Sure enough, uh, when the day come, the, the, I got the transfer and went to the uh, Tacoma branch instead of the Parkland branch. Oh, what a, a challenge, you know. And again, the Lord put there me for a reason. When uh, six months afterwards there, the manager gave me a review and said, you know, hey, Raj, you're not doing you're not producing, you're not uh, accompl uh, accomplishing or producing enough to be, you know, on the least top of the list. And I was uh, kind of upset. I said, uh, well, uh, it's hard for me to produce when I'm doing all the job that, I didn't say it like, it's your job to do your job because I, I had to do all the litigation, the house look up, the appraisal and stuff like out of the office instead of being in the office doing sales and production and stuff like that. So she didn't uh, do anything about it. I talked to the district manager a week later. He said, hey, look, I've been here for a while. I, this is all, I did all the job that the senior, uh, the, the manager and the senior uh, rep supposed to be doing and I'm supposed to be getting certified to be. So a week later after I talked to him, he sent me to Salem to, to get the certification to train or to run the office here for two weeks. And then, you know, after that, to make it uh, quick, I uh, the reason why he kept me there for another maybe three to six months, I can't remember, was to be able to witness to those two, uh, the manager and the uh, other assistant there, because they, they were talking about going to church or talking to church, going to church or didn't know uh, about the Lord. Again, I was able to talk about the Lord to them, give them my testimony, and those in the office also. And you know, before I left, she said, you know, she told me, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm starting to go to church again. So again, you know, as soon as that happened, uh, I got transferred into the branch that I requested in the, uh, the the first place. Again, I was bound by a certain situation, but I didn't run from it. Uh, I follow God's will. I allow God to work in my life to endure the situation and God use it for his glory. Not for my glory, but for his glory. So, and I'm thankful for that. And as Paul, you know, again, verse 17, it says, by the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel, what then, notwithstanding every day, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached and I there in do rejoice, yea, will rejoice. You know, there's people that will do things for selfish reason, 
But the main important thing is, you know, the gospel is preach. Make sure that we live a life that, uh, a walking testimony for those who are around us. We don't want to do thing or act or say thing out of, um, that would taint our testimony also. And that's what Paul is trying to teach us here. You know, as, uh, Paul has his reason, we all have a purpose and our purpose is to love Jesus Christ and be bound by that love. You know, once when we are saved, we are bound, we are chained by the love of Christ, and nothing can break that uh, chain, nothing can break that bond between us and the Lord unless we choose to step away from it, unless we choose to break that chain ourselves or unlock that chain and step away uh, from God. So, you know, in life, we are bound to one another, and we have to ask uh, the Lord for strength to be an encouragement to one another, to love one another in every way that we can, and how God loves us. You know, God will um, again release the change in a certain situation that we in when we accomplish His will. So tonight, you know, uh, looking back. I never once or heard anybody testify that they regret being a witness to somebody or pray with somebody or lead somebody to Christ or invite somebody to church or to Sunday school. Not one person since I've been in this gospel or a Sunday school kid and now never heard anyone regret that they invite or uh, lead somebody to know the Lord. Have you? I don't think I haven't. So, um, God is the God of the universe. We are not bound by sin, but uh, we are bound by His love. So, whatever situation we are in, God can take care of us. God can take us strength. So, but tonight, I'll go back to the bound by sin. If you live a life of sin, chained by sin, God can break that sin. Jesus Christ, God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us that we can live a new life in Him, a life that is worthy to serve Him, a, a life that we can choose to live as holy and acceptable for Him. So again, tonight, if you're not saved, it's an, a great opportunity to come and give your life to Jesus Christ. And if you need to seek uh, your sanctification, it's a great night also to seek that and your deeper experiences, uh, your baptism. So, but, and also, I want to encourage you tonight, whatever you are bound by, whatever situation, Jesus Christ can handle it. Jesus Christ can give you strength to bring you through it. So, tonight, why don't we all come down and pray and be an encouragement to one another? And the song of invitation is 255.